Hello and welcome to Campaign 2, Lawful Stupid. We're doing mini-sodes. We're breaking it down, giving you an introduction to all these amazing new characters. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of characters last season. We had Kristoff. That's pretty much the gist of it. It's pretty nice. So um, yeah, next season. And here we are. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had, we had Kristoff. We had Rowan. We had Atlas. We had Ezreal. We had all these amazing characters. And we had uh, our DM, Dwayne, who did all the other characters. And now we have new characters being reprised and introduced to you. Um, so I'm joined right now, blessedly, um, by the fantastic and wonderful Devin Davenport. Say hello, Devin. Hey, hello, Devin. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Devin's here to give you a little taste of not only his backstory, but also his new character. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with you uh, introducing your character, their name, uh, their race, their class, and just a brief physical description. Okay, so kind of working on his physical description, but I think I have most of it down. My character is Finnegan Morish. Uh, he is a shifter druid. He comes from a set of islands uh, in this world chain has built um, amongst four, there are four tribes, uh, major tribes in, in these islands. Uh, and he comes from um, the fish tribe. Uh, and so... He is, he's in a normal nuclear family. They have, you know, they, they fish for a living and they fish for some of the other tribes that we'll get into later on. I don't want to get too much into that. Uh, basically, he's unhappy with the status quo. Physical description, uh, because he has sort of the, the lion-esque um, characteristics of a shifter. That, that's sort of where I want to be mending toward. The most noticeable things about Finnegan are kind of, like, kind of like the mane he has like the hair he has a couple braids that come down over his shoulders but he has just a big hair a big do up um, takes a long time when he goes to get a perm or anything like that uh, he, I'm, I'm erect go on his, his nose is more like a feline as well uh, but as far as other traits I mean he maybe has like the longer nails you know when he's in his, sure. when he's not shifted um has a tail. I decide he has a tail. He has a tail. Uh, is he lifted, shifted higher than the ceiling? Ooh, we it's a wonderful feeling. feeling. Yes, all ultimate those things are true. <clears throat> uh, he, he's very stoic. He's 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 a dark-skinned man. Uh, whether it's because of the culture or the sunshine, you decide. Uh, but he's very stern, very serious man of man of few words often uh, in, in social situations. But when he speaks, people listen. Mm. I hope. <laughs> well, every, everyone at home's listening, Devin, so... Got him. Got him. Fucked him up. Okay. Um, and I believe you have a special treat for us as we start. And so our, our story begins. When I was a boy, my grandmother told me a story. A story about the ants and the grasshoppers. You see, the ants were many and the grasshoppers were few. But the grasshoppers were bigger and so they seemed to have all of the power. And so they bullied the ants. And each summer they forced the ants to forage food for them, even at the expense of sometimes starving themselves. That is, until one of the ants looked at his people and knew. Knew something had to change. But he also knew that he could not do this himself. And so the ant set out to find some others that could help him. Help him restore balance. And he brought back many different bugs. Bigger bugs, quicker bugs. But it still wasn't enough. And finally, as the grasshoppers were returning to gather the food, he viewed them from high up in a tree. 
and he saw them there in front of the ants and knew then what he must do. He quickly climbed down and stood in front of the grasshoppers who threatened his life. But when he spoke to the grasshoppers, there was something different, unknowing. The ant said something my grandmother used to say. Sundish jakla bunti ionzia. That is to say, power belongs to those who give it. That day the ant seized power back from the grasshoppers and never again stood under the power of another bug. And that was the plot of Pixar's A Bug's Life. <laughs> um, so we are on this island, this series of islands, and we are met with our young, intrepid hero, Finnegan Moorish. Um, it's kind of a special day today, isn't it? It's a very special day today. It's a special day because there's a competition later. There's a contest, a tournament in which one young man from the tribe will be selected, prove himself worthy, to go as kind of an ambassador or an explorer to the world at large, which you've been cut off from your entire life, and have desperately wanted to visit. You have heard stories from travelers, and I think I think it's what you want more than anything. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and so you desperately want to win this tournament. I know you've been training for a long time leading this even your day-to-day life as as a fisherman in this terrain is is, is strenuous and it, it, it gives you strength and of course wisdom that you gain from your tribe and I, I, how, how do you feel you feel confident I, f- I feel very confident in my abilities okay my father has treated me for a very long time your father in fact i think um i think you come downstairs um from your tree that you live, i don't know where you live where do you live? You live uh, just like they like tents they set up. I mean, it's, the weather's okay. like year round is is wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So you don't need like a whole lot of no. like hard stand yes. shelter. Yeah. So I, I think that you you probably have your own little pup tent, your own mm-hmm. uh, lean to uh, that you come out of, and you uh, probably come along the fire with. But your whole family's probably there, right? Yes, I have uh, two brothers, my mother uh-huh. and my father. Okay, and and they're all standing around this fire, and there's there's this large kind of skillet that's constructed over the fire in a stand, and so this 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 meal has been prepared in it. It is it is cooked. It smells amazing. It's like this um this kind of homemade porridge. It's got like uh you know this, these finely ground um different different plants, these these oat like substance, and then you know fruit that's been gathered, coconut and mango, and it's. It's pretty great, um, and they're all kind of just sitting around eating it, and you're free to join them. Yeah, absolutely. I sit down, uh, and they know that I'm competing. Obviously, like it, it, it's a pretty big deal um, for every couple of years that it comes around, and and for me to have won in my tribe, um, yeah. it's a celebrated thing. I, th- I think your your slightly older brother um, who also won and then lost in the larger tournament uh, greets you, and he goes, "Oh, Finnegan." You wake finally! I see you must be gathering your strength. Uh, yes, brother. I was uh, meditating this morning, trying to call oh. upon to gather my strength for today. I can see that it has paid off. Your muscles are much bigger now. <laughs> they have always been this big. <laughs> no, you are crazy. No, it is not any no, different. No, little brother, they are bigger. 
Okay, you are silly. You are crazy today. Okay, you need to stop your squabbling, you little nuisances. Please, you must eat. Finnegan, you yes, must yes. eat. You must gather your strength. And I now accept the the bowl, and I, we're using my hands, like we all use our hands. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you can do it? Your father speaks to you. It will be a challenge. I I know that the odds are not in our favor. That we often are uh, held down as usual by the arcane forest tribe. And they are very strong every year. So I don't know. If you do not know, then the spirits will not know. So you must look into your heart and you must tell them that you will be victorious. That you need the strength of the ox. That you need the speed of the rabbit. That you need the heart of the lion. Yes, Father, the great lion who watches over us. Yes, and if you believe this to be true, you will have them when you need them. And if you have doubt, you will have them when you need them. I will win, Father. I will win. And he leans in and he kind of puts his hand at the back of your head and goes, You will make me proud. And I put mine back to his and we touch foreheads. That's kind of our... our, uh... A family thing, if not if not our tribe. Okay. Now you must eat. You must you must eat. And he starts he grabs the bowl from your brother who was talking a little bit of shit earlier <laughs> and he starts dumping it. You must eat and he takes his own bowl and he jumps and says, You must eat. And I and I uh, my brother tries to get it back, but I'm still like edging him off with my elbow and, and eating it as fast as I can. <laughs> you have a lovely breakfast. Mm. Everyone believes in you. How do you feel? I feel great. Um, I think at this point I would I would go off maybe by myself at some point um, before this. Yeah. This is not to be like a big interaction or anything, but just some time to meditate. Um, of course, I meditate a lot, and so that would be a, this would of course be a very important time for me to do that. Yeah, I, th- I think that you've got like a spot, and I think that it's um, it's it's not too far off your village, but it's far enough away where you won't be bothered. And it's kind of higher up on this um, this very large uh, kind of cliff. Um, there's a waterfall there that comes through this beautiful source of fresh water um, that kind of uh, all of your tribe goes to. But up towards this waterfall is a very calming space for you, and it's a place where you can kind of sit down and center yourself and do what you need to do. And so, uh, I, the the probably the quick kind of I wouldn't say prayer. I don't think that Finnegan is necessarily a spiritual man. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that the lion watches over us, but I think he uses a lot of those lines because his family says it um, mm-hmm. just to kind of uh, put them at ease. But he just he doesn't really know if there's anything that really controls. He's very much aware that people control their own destinies, make their own fates, you know, get what they deserve, strongest survive, that kind of thing. That's, that's very much what he believes. So, but he goes out um, and says um, he sits down, sort of feet hanging over like a rocky part of this waterfall, not in the water but next to it. And he says, um, "If there are any spirits that watch over us." Would you please provide me the strength of the lion, the heart 
of the lion, the speed of the rabbit. Give me the strength to get out of here, to beat the arcane tree people who have held us down for too long. It is a new person's time to rise up and to rule. You are met with um, just the calming roar of the waterfall. If there's anything you need to do to prepare, you've got some time to do that. Um, otherwise, we are going to get right into the action. Nope, I think I'm well prepared, as prepared as I think I'm going to be. And so I had to... Um, so there's this uh, central island that's sort of... If you look at like a... Um, Dakin, what do you call it? A yin-yang? A yin-yang? So the islands mm-hmm. are kind of shaped like a yin-yang where they're two equal parts, but imagine that split apart. And then there's a, like an island in the middle of that is where they hold oh, I get it. this ceremony. Um, it's a pretty yeah, holy yeah. island, so when you come here, no matter where you come from, whichever tribe you're from, this is like holy ground, you're on peaceful terms, and so they yeah. have the ceremony here because of that. And I'm sure there's, you know, s- special rules that are here, like no fighting outside of the tournament, where yes. that might be tolerated off of it. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, so you make your way to the center island, and it's it's kind of exactly what you thought it would be. Um you, you've seen this before, right? You've done you've gone to this tournament every year. You went with your brother previously. Um, you saw him be defeated. Uh, you 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 have you have done this before, but it never was you. You're always a spectator, and now there's this large. It's just dirt. It's just a, like a like a dirt circle that's widened out, large enough, and it's you know hard packed flat dirt. Um, and you enter this this ring. And you know that this is your chance. Uh, and so the way that this this fight is typically set up is they just um, they they take the one champion to represent you know from each of the four tribes, um, and it's a random draw as to who gets you know who fights. And so it's just tournament style. So if you get picked last and you haven't had to fight anybody, then you're fresh. You know when you get to that final fight. So it's just kind of luck of the draw really uh we are going to say for the sake of brevity that that is exactly what happened to you that everyone else has already fought it out and you are here for the finals it is you and the arcane treaty representative and you and and let's let's i say you're fresh like you have an advantage you saw this guy handily destroy the other two competitors oh what are the two other islands again remember uh, do you want the, the the tribe specifically? Yeah, just the tribe. Yeah, yeah. So the there's the Sleeping Mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm the Twilight Fish. Right. There's the Standing Star, and then of course the Arcane Forest. Yeah, I think I think that you saw the Standing Star and the um, Sleeping Mountain. Sleeping Mountain just kind of get handily dealt with. Like this guy came in from the Arcane Tree, very fast, and just I. I don't know another way to describe it other than just soft, but directed contact. Mm. Like, almost like pressure points, kind of very very pointedly taking these out. Like, one st- quick strike to the neck, and they were done. Oof. So, like, as much as you, like, oh, I got the advantage, I'm fresh, he fought two people. He didn't break mm. sweat. And I will, I, I, th- I imagine I'm sitting or, or standing in the crowd as they are fighting, and I, I will lean over to my brother and say, he did not even use magic this time. You could never tell when someone used magic. 
It did not look like he used the magics. That is the secret of magic. You can use it without people knowing. That's how they did me. And of course I have to fight him. Yes. But what do I do? They have the magics and I have my trident and my shield. Even though I'm well adept, it does not seem like I'm going to be able to fight them like this. Yes. That is true. You are no help to me, brother. I can only tell you the same thing that father taught to us. You must believe. You must... If the spirits cannot help you... I I know, I know. Heart of the lion, I understand. All right. And now our next competitor enters the arena. Finnegan! From the tribe of the Twilight Fish. I raise my spear uh, or my trident um, and I hold my shield like over my chest and walk in as confident as you as you've ever seen me. Just... And there is a roar from everywhere that's not the Arcane Tree. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the mountain folk, the fucking star folk, that your own tribe, they're all fucking standing like, yeah, go Finnegan! And then and of course, the current reigning champion who has defeated the other opponents. We have from the Arcane Forest, Izu. And there's silence. Even from the Arcane Tree, they don't they don't say anything. They just stare. Uh, how far are we? Are we currently like facing one another? Is there going to be like any rules like laid down before this, or is it just because we've been, no. we've been through this? You've you've been through this. They, they so you're not supposed to kill anybody. You're supposed to fight with honor. Um, I'll look at Izu and I'll say, I would like to say it is nice to see you again, but that would not be the truth. You will see me from another vantage when you are on your back. And then, so I will, I'll take my trident and tap it against my shield twice and then crouch into a fighting position. And you see him back up and he kind of just puts one arm behind his back, which you've seen as his fighting style, as long as he's like taunting you or anything. And he just puts his hand in front of him, making like a fist with two fingers outstretched. And so, is there a go? Do they give me a go? Uh, yes, the, the guy who kind of announced you goes, Begin! Alright, I don't know how you want to run this fight, but so I, I lunge out immediately. I don't hesitate. Uh, it, yep. it, is, it is my distinct honor and privilege as the Dungeon Master of Waffle <laughs> Stupid to, for the first time, ask you to roll for initiative. Uh, that's a 15. You can throw it away because I'm not using an issue. Cool, cool. I don't have any dice. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I also rolled a 15. Uh, I did roll it, but uh, very cool. Okay, so yeah, um, you just described to me what you do. Yeah, so the first thing I do is take and uh, with shield up, I lunge out to him, aiming for the middle of the body. And you just see him duck down quickly away from your strike and comes up with his two fingers towards your neck. I expected that because I've seen it, and uh, that's when I put the shield up uh, to block that. And you completely rebuff him. He kind of stumbles back, takes two steps. Uh, Very good. I've been watching you. 
and then he starts like a flurry of kicks in your direction like kind of spinning like one after the other and I'm just uh, I, maybe he's pushing me back with the shield I'm putting the shield up and he's pushing me back uh, I'm going to go ahead and change stance with the with the trident down now more so uh, so that I'm holding the, the bottom half of it up in the air and so I'm going to be fighting from long distance with the back of it so he's not right up on me yeah, so you, you do sit there and rebuff him, and he's kind of backed up, and he he really can't get in the way that you're fighting defensively to do anything with his hands. So he says over his shoulder, Kila! And somebody tosses him uh, a short, uh, it, not quite a quarter staff, kind of like a, kind of like an eighth staff. <laughs> kind of like half of a quarter staff. And, uh... Once he's got that in his hand, he's able to kind of make up some of the difference. With He's just got more speed than you do. Mm-hmm. So with that little bit of extra leverage, he's kind of reaching out with it. And the first time that it makes it, – because it makes contact with you, it's able to, he's able to kind of knock in your chest. It shouldn't be this strong. All right, so I think that will, that will knock the shield out of my hand. But I, I still use the trident to hold myself up. Yeah, absolutely. And it, as you kind of get this this – you know it has to be some sort of magically enhanced blast. Um, you drop your shield and you kind of hold yourself up. And he kind of backs up for a minute and smiles at you. What is the matter? You are cheating and you know it. And I think I'm so angry that I, again, take that and try to, um, maybe as, as fast as I can think, to move. As, as, I've just got to get some kind of uh, attack or blood drawn. Because um, that's the way it went too, is blood draw. And so I swipe. Of course, probably. Yeah. So what you do is, is, is you see like because it you're like using the, the spear end, yeah? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you use the spear end and it, and it comes up and he's just barely is able to move out of the way as it comes through and he's kind of got like these these braids on. It's very similar to, to, to very. It, it's a different style, but it, just like you're wearing braids, he's got braids as well, and you're able to cut one of the braids mm-hmm. off his hair, which you know is a sign of dishonor. So he kind of just snarls and roars at that when he's, as he as he sees and feels the braid fall, and he brings that that eighth of a step back around, and he kind of does in a whooping arc up and around your blow, and lands it on the wrist of your of your uh, your spear hand. Oh, and, and I drop that because that is a heavy hit. Yeah, like it, you can you can you're not sure if it's broken, but I'll, it hurts. And I imagine I'm pretty close to him at this point since I, I came in for that swipe through. Absolutely. You guys are, are very near. And I'm going to throw my elbow into his, into his stomach, try to knock the, the wind out of him. And you do that. Exactly him. that. Yeah. So you 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 come in for a, a solid elbow and you see him deliver. <laughs> it's all the air leaves him and you're able to back up and get some space. And I think I, in my heart, I believe, oh, I can finish him now. And so with that split second he's given me, I start to run at him and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to swipe at his face with my claws. Yeah. And as, as you do that, you see him kind of like catch his breath at the last second as he looks up and he raises his hand into the air and says something under his breath that you don't hear. And you see this, this bolt of light come down from the sky and crash directly in between you two. And I'm, I'm thrown back again, and so and, and thrown off. And so as I'm laying there, I'm, I'm trying to. Everything's kind of extremely bright, and I'm trying to see where he might be at. You, he, you see, he hasn't moved. It's, it's kind of the your vision comes back to you from this blinding white, and he's just standing there with his aunt, his hand still outreaches the sky, where you can see this storm gathering above you. And he just says, "Now would be the time to surrender." <laughs> <laughs> 
You are cheating. This is not part of the competition. The part of the competition is battle. I'm not cheating. This is how we fight. Your people have been cheating forever and holding us down. This is exactly what everyone should see. I'm not cheating. You're just weak. And he brings his hand down with a bolt of lightning and it strikes you to red. And I think that knocks him out. He's not used to like they're not we're not used to this type of magic. We can train physically as hard as we want, but this is something completely different. Well, I think it definitely knocks you down. I don't know if you're unconscious. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you're you're kind of laying there, maybe twitching, definitely like almost smoking and smoldering, as he you you see him as as he foretold. Uh, from a different angle as he approaches you and you're looking up at him from your back and he's still got his hand outraged and this guy goes normally I would wait for them to call the fight but I want to hear you say that you surrender oh snap <laughs> it's already like character thing I have to decide for freaking Finnegan um, he, de- he does not well, he does. He definitely doesn't give in that so he's gonna um He's gonna wrap his arm around one of the legs and roll in, roll his body into it to take him down. And as you do, uh, he kind of like brings his hand down. You see, like he like whiffs with his bolt of lightning, which strikes next to you. He goes, "You are a fool. A fool gives up. You think this makes you brave? It will only make you dead. We shall see. And uh, I think maybe if 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 we're now ground pounding, he's down. He, now he's in my world, and so I'm yeah. I'm punching his face. <clears throat> And I, I think um, another bolt of lightning comes down, but because you guys are so close and you're kind of you're, you're grappled up, it goes through like both of you and kind of like lessens the blow for you and obviously gives him a little bit of his own medicine. And he just like you both kind of just get the zapified. Yeah, so that'll throw me off. And now I'm on my back again. And he's on his back next to you. And I look over. And I'm gonna. I'm, then I look around for my for my weapon. I don't know if I see it laying anywhere, my shield or anything. Yeah, you 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 scramble over to your weapon. And you see your your your, your spear and shield. They're kind of separated, so it takes you like a minute to gather both your spear and your shield. And you, you gather them up. And when you when you turn your back, you know, to your opponent, and you, you finally face him again, uh, he's standing up, and you see him with his hands clasped in front of him, and you see he's muttering again words that you you, you can't quite make out, and this radiant light kind of comes over him and you can see where you know there were some there were some wounds there was some some scarring from the lightning some some burn marks just fade away and they're just kind of reddish blotches now that appear to have healed this has to end now and i full charge again sword and sh- or uh try to end shield and some something happens um you lose grasp of your of your trident and you lose grasp of your shield and you just you can feel something that feels very very right as you drop down on all fours and sprint at him as fast as you can on on all fours and we see he something different um you've heard about this and you've, you you know that other people have done this before but this is this is new for you as you transform in front of everyone into a lion. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah! Level 1 wild shape! Go nuts, buddy! Um, I think you have to... I, I don't know even what's going on. Like, I don't remember this. So you have to describe... I think yeah, I'm such so, a rage. It, that just... That's not... No barbarian joke intended. That just happened out of me just pure... Animosity? Is it gonna be uh, so you, you charged him and you and he is taken aback because this was the last thing that he expected. Um, and you're swiping at him with your claws and you're pouncing him and he's doing everything he can to run away. And I'll be honest with you, it's it's not that simple. It's not just over then. You guys fight for a long time. Like an hour. Like I mean it, it is a no holds barred of this guy. And, and, and you can see, it, he appears to be drawing this energy from the earth to sustain him. He'll, you'll, you'll swipe your claws across his chest, and like before even a drop of blood can spill, you'll see the wounds begin to seize up, and, and he combats you, and he strikes at you with all these different magics, but you're just so powerful, you're just so, you have the heart of a motherfucking lion, and you just <laughs> are, refuse to go down, and you fight, and you fight, and you fight, until eventually, it's not even daytime. The crowd is just staring at you, open mouthed, and you guys have been fighting for so long, and you don't remember all of any of this, but just, just flashes of just moments come and go as you fight, and then as soon as the sun sets and the dark falls, you remember clearly the smile on Izu's face as a beam of energy falls down on you. And it's not only just incredibly painful, but it seems to be holding you there. And you can't quite move forward, and you can't fight back. And the pain is crippling. It's 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 a, a burning that you've never felt before. It's like you're on fire, but you look down and you just see your your lion flesh, fur unsinged, as this energy holds you and burns you. And he says, "You should have surrendered." And eventually. The world goes black. And I think there's a time where you don't know if you're alive. You don't know if you're dead. You're just floating. And then you wake up. And you're in your bed. Or your tent. You're sore. But alive. And I, I, raise, I raise my hands up. And I guess they're my hands, my regular hands. They are your hands. They are not lion's paws. Look around and swing over my my cot. I guess imagine everything hurts to move. It's so sore. It's the worst. Um, There's a a salve next to my my bed that my mother has obviously made for me, and I'll take that. And I know what it does, and I'm just going to rub that on my arms and my neck. From your stirring, uh, your mother actually rushes in. She goes, Oh, Cub, are you okay? I'm okay, Mara. I was so worried. I've let you down again. No, I've let us all down. She puts her hand on your neck. She says, No, and she presses her forehead to yours. And she says, No, you have not let us down. It was unfair for what has happened to you. Mother, it has always been unfair 
that is what our life is, is unfair. And you can, tears are kind of coming down from her face and you can feel them and, and, and she says, yes, life is unfair and you can meet the injustice with the heart of a coward or the heart of a lion and the whole world saw how you would face this. We haven't even been out in the whole world, mother. We know that it exists, yes. But we've never been off these, these islands because we are held captive by the arcane forest people. They don't let us leave. They don't want us to know what is out there because they are afraid that if we find out, we might just become stronger than they are. I, you, and she kind of finds herself at a loss for words. We are your family. Of course. And we love you. And she kind of walks away. With that, he's going to pack his stuff up. But it's almost like a stark realization. And at that very moment, he hears the phrase, Sundish Jakla Bunti Ionza. Power belongs to those who give it. And he remembers his grandmother and remembers her saying it. And to himself says, we are giving them the power, but power can be taken from people too. And so he's going to pack up his stuff without saying a word because he knows that his dad and his brothers will try to stop him. Um, He doesn't know where he's going to go. He's going to go to his reflecting spot by the waterfall. Calmness meets you. And so he, he gets there and uh, almost out of desperation, he's, he's now, he's in the water. He's waiting in the water that's just there next to uh, Rentworth Waterfall before it dips off over the edge. Um, and says one more time, My spirits, I know that you exist. I was not able to turn into a lion on my own accord. And people have not been able to do that for a long time. So I beg of you now, Make me the champion, the one who will go out, be able to gain the power to come back and free our people from the tyranny of the arcane tree people. Please help me to free my family. And you say this, and you hear a snap. And you're somewhere else completely. It seems like you blinked your eyes and you're so, but you're, it's, I say feel like you blinked your eyes. That's how it feels as though time has passed. You feel fatigued, you feel weary, mm. and you find yourself someplace you have never been before. Everywhere around you, there's wood and you're, you're soaking wet and you look and there's people moving about, they're singing, they're dancing. You see people performing, you don't know them, but they're mummers and you see people breathing fire and swallowing swords and you see all of this wonder around you that you have no words for. Uh, I, I fall down like on my butt and like my hands are behind me and just eyes wide open at everything. And then you hear in the distance, um, quiet at first, but it gets louder and louder and louder as people begin to chant this phrase and you eventually hear it clear as day. Everybody, everybody, clap those hands! That's where we're in this episode. (laughs) 
Did anyone else hear that in their episode? Is that a, is that the thing? Uh, I can't say. Oh man. Okay. Cannot say, but I can tell tell you that you can find out if you tune in to episode one, the first episode of the uh, second campaign, Waffle Stupid. Mm. I, I'll, I'll I'm gonna listen. I, I hope that you would because you're in it. You're going to be there, and Star's going to be there, and uh, Ray's going to be there. Uh, Dwayne's character died. Perfect. Uh, in his, Love it. In his one-on-one shot, so we don't have to worry about him <laughs> ever again. That's going to be great. Cool. I, I, I don't know. Scale of 1 to 10. How, how did you think this? How did this go? How was this one? How's this opener? Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Oh, it's a 1 to 58 scale. No, it's 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 one to five. Oh, it's stars. Ooh. They're on iTunes. <laughs> okay, you have to go. Yeah, let's, everyone, you have to go to iTunes and give us mm-hmm. a five star rating. Whether you and like give it us or not. Two, get, give us two stars and then never tell me why, so I stay awake at night. Um, no, that's that's really. If I stay awake at night, then that's more time I have to work on the campaign. That's true. Um, yep. That's 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 really it. We just want to thank you so much for listening. If you yes, are you. listening to us for the first time this new campaign this new story this new journey these new characters thank you so much you got a taste of uh, Devons today uh, if you're joining us from campaign one and we've been friends for a real long time and we think you're super cool we still do <laughs> we still do if you're wondering if you're, if you're curious like do. man do they still think they started this new campaign do they still think I'm super cool are we still friends hell yeah we are and we do yeah. hell yeah so <laughs> thank you so much Devon anything you want to say to the people no, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, I think Campaign 2 is going to rock, and I hope that this was just a taste of the, of the great and many wonderful things to come. Uh, I think Campaign 2 is going to be a garbage fire that you will enjoy listening to anyway. Hmm. I'll take it. So thank you so much, and the only thing left to say is um, we love Bye. you. Bye! Bye.